This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. Hello and welcome to Hawkside Guns. It has been, for us, it has been quite a while for you guys. It's normally scheduled, I suppose. For the last couple of weeks, Jake has given me uh, a mission to find some lever-action rifles for him. And I had two shows happen recently. There have been one or two since things opened up in Texas, although it's probably going to close back down because, you know, college kids can't stop going to bars and we can't quit having riots and we can't quit doing a whole bunch of other stuff where people are shoulder to shoulder, mostly in Houston, not really where I am. That All that to say... <laughs> There were two large gun shows in the last two or three weeks. And, and how was your hunt? Holy crap. Well, I'll tell you, the, there were two shows, one in Dallas and one in Fort Worth. Uh, for those of you not familiar with the Dallas-Fort Worth area, um, it's a big kind of metroplex. Dallas is on the east side, Fort Worth is on the west side. Fort Worth, Fort Worth is much more kind of country, western guns hunting. Dallas is a lot more urban. I live directly north in between both of them, so it doesn't matter to me. I'll go to either one. Okay. It it's it's about fine. So uh, the first one was the Dallas one, and they held it at this big Dallas Market Center, which is a huge complex. It's got multiple buildings and all that kind of thing. Buona and I have a routine for going to gun shows, and uh, we have been to many. And I, I, I was about <laughs> to say it, it's it sounds interesting that you have like an actual like routine there's a process well there is a process there is uh because the the gun shows that we primarily go to when you're not talking about like you know estate sales auctions pawn shops uh you know all that kind of stuff you're talking about an actual gun show most of the gun shows not all but most of the gun shows down here are run by a company called premier and they do a fantastic job but one of the things we do because we're cheap and we like that is we arrive early and we arrive early so we can get our coupon, our $10 coupon, because <laughs> they give it to the first 50 people to yeah, kind of yeah. prime the pump a little bit, the, right? The single gun show here is run by the Shriners, and they don't give you a coupon. They want a donation. Oh, yeah. See, that's reversed. <laughs> yeah, that's see, we don't do that. That's paying extra. We don't do that. Uh, so you get a coupon, you pay your $8, and they give you a $10 coupon. So you're you're 2 bucks up if you spend it at the show. And there's always ammunition there or something like that you need or, or clays or, or, you know, a holster, whatever. You're always going to spend money. So really you're not out anything going to the gun show if you're early. And that's the way Bona and I do it. So we have a routine. We'll look up the show, find out where it is, get there 30 minutes early, Get in line uh, anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes, depending on how we gauge the line as far as, you know, are we the, one of the first 50 or, you know, not. We were excited because it was the first real big gun show in the Dallas-Fort Worth area since February. The apocalypse. Yeah, since the apocalypse happened. And we're like, my God, they've got to be sitting on a pile of guns. Nobody's really selling, you know, and of course we weren't thinking, no, nobody's really had one of these gun shows in a while. This is going to be great. There's no telling what we're going to find. And we arrive on our normal. Uh, now, this is the first time it had been held in this area because, uh, as we found out, there was quite a large response. Um, we arrived 30 minutes early. There were already a 1,000 people in line. Dear, dear God. A 1,000. Now, 
to give you some idea, the Fort Worth Gun Show, which is the largest gun show in the state of Texas, okay? Which uh, is saying something. Which is saying something, okay? It's not the largest in the world. The largest in the world actually belongs to Oklahoma. And it's it's many acres. We've talked about it before. Uh, but in the state of Texas, Fort Worth Gun Show is the largest gun show in Texas. Normally, when we get there on a normal on a pre-pandemic, you know, sky is falling, it was, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 100, maybe 200 people starting, you know, like uh, were there when the doors opened, right? So there's the first 50 and probably maybe 100, maybe 150 people uh, other than that, right? And that's a pretty good turnout for for a Saturday morning at 9 o'clock and, and the gun show is going to be running all weekend. So we get there and, and the parking's kind of away from the the area. So we figure, oh, okay, cool. Parking's out here. Plenty of parking spaces. It's great. We walk over and and we're on the far side of the building, so we walk around to the entrance, and we see the line. Yeah. And the line is hooks around the corner, so we're like, oh, damn, no coupon. All right, well, we'll get to the end of the line. I guess there's oh, too oh, many people oh, here. The the coupons are in limited supply. Oh, there's only fifty. Ah. Right? First fifty. First fifty through the door, so it's like uh, no coupon. All right, cool. So we go and we we round the corner and then we see the other 950 people in line and and Blana, and Blana, I love him to death. He's the same dude wherever he is. Goes well, fuck me. That's too many people. I'm not standing in this fucking line, Sean. Look at what we're. Keep in mind, we're five feet from the sheeple, right? He's like, look at all these sheeple. My God, he look at. In ret- in retrospect, though, it actually makes a little bit of sense. They haven't been able to find a firearm anywhere else. Why right. not try the gun show? Why not try the gun show? And there's a normal crowd for the gun show, right? It's I call it the bellies and beards crowd, right? There's oh, okay, I fit in there. Right, you know, it's like <laughs> it's normal bigger guys, got beards, you know, there's a lot of cops, there's a lot of vets, you know, a lot of veterans, um, a lot of retired guys. I'm normally like almost the youngest person in line. This is not the normal crowd, though. You know, and we've been to a Dallas gun show. We've been to a lot a lot of gun shows around here. And this is not the normal crowd. There are a lot of young people. A lot, a lot of... There were single moms with their kid. Just tons. Just a, just a swath of, of, of humanity sitting there. And we're like, oh, my God. What is... Bonnet's just disgusting. He, I, I looked back, and he had already started walking back towards the car. <laughs> I'm not standing in this shit. I have to pee, you know. Right? Got it. We'll find you a bathroom. You know, it's good. So he's like, I'm retired. I can't stand in that. So I'm like, all right, all right, all right. We get back and we figure we'll wait till the till the show opens and then, you know, everybody can get in and it'll be okay. You know, it'll be a little tight, but we can get in. No. They opened the doors, and two things happened. One, they started regulating how many people go in because Dallas County was still under some restrictions, so only 500 people could be in the building at one time. And that includes staff. So, so yeah, there's probably 100 staff. So only 400 of these people are getting in, and you got to wait for And they've got a count going in and a count going out. Yep. So we waited like 30 minutes, and the line hadn't moved. It had only wrapped around the building like twice. I'm like, we walked towards, you know, we so we walk back up to see how bad it really is and see what's going on. 
And we or try to anyway. We got about halfway there, and one of the security guards with his walkie-talkies. You know how they have the walkie-talkies open uh, yes. on the channel. Uh, it's like uh, you know the count was like at 3,800 when we were walking back up. We heard it over the the walkie-talkie, and Bon is like, "Nope, not doing it." Turned right back around and went back to the car. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I don't think I, I don't think we're getting in either. I don't think we're gonna get in here. What they had done is open up another building to hold all the people so we didn't get heat stroke staining outside in the sun. Oh, God. And uh, a friend of mine showed up probably about an hour after we did, and he waited there till 4 o'clock and never got in. Oh, jeez. So if you want to know the state of mind that people are in right now, they're buying guns. (laughs) They're buying a lot of their – they're scared. They've never held a gun. They've never bought a gun. They've never done any of this stuff, but they're going to get one now. And it is insane. Just insane. So we didn't get to go to that gun show, and I was very disappointed, and Buona was too, as naturally we were. So uh, fast forward a week later. This was uh, not this weekend, but last weekend for you guys like two, three weekends ago. And we're looking at this at the Fort Worth gun show which is admittedly the largest. Uh, they say the Dallas one was bigger, but I have no independent proof of that. Never got in the building. Uh, <laughs> never, never saw it. Uh, uh, now, at this point, are you guys debating whether or not it's worth a try? Uh, yes. And I could not convince him that it was worth a try. So uh, I went to the Fort Worth Gun Show by myself, uh, which is not something I was used to doing. But, because uh, I'm always used to it, like, Bona and I always hit a gun show, and we always laugh and, and have a good time and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going for myself just because I want to see it. I want to see the mayhem. If there is indeed mayhem, I want to see it. So uh, I arrive at the Fort Worth Gun Show. Now, it is not as bad as the Dallas one. Apparently, I, I don't know what happened with that Dallas thing. But the Fort Worth one, there were probably only a 1,000 people at opening door time. Now, this time, I came prepared. I was an hour and a half early. I camped out. I brought a, a bottle, bottle of water. But, yeah, I bought a bottle of water. I got a chair. I camped out. And I was an hour and a half early. I was still 35th in line. So, Damn. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap. This is going to be another one of those. But I'm in there. I'm in. All I got to do is wait here and sweat. Right. That's all I got to do. So we we get into I I get into they let us all in. And the Fort Worth Gun Show is what it always is. There is tons of stuff there. And I do what I normally do. Hook it to the right where all the guns are and then just start walking the tables. And normally a gun show is a very orderly, friendly, leisurely affair. Everybody's friendly. Everybody wants to talk to you. You know, you want yeah, to talk but to you, them. But you, but you didn't have the same crowd there as you normally do. Holy have. crap. No, we didn't. And, you know, I was just reminded of you explaining, you know, or, or telling telling on the cast or stories on the cast about dealing with people who had never bought firearms before. Uh-huh. And never been cleared for a firearm or never done a firearm, you know, a, a, a check. Yeah. I'm walking around. And, of course... Everybody floods in because Fort Worth didn't have the same restrictions Dallas did. So everybody's, you know, it's instantly filled. It's elbow to elbow. It's packed. And you notice that even the guns are different at this gun show. Like normally there's a pretty pretty good mix and stuff. And then there's at a far end or something like that. There's normally the AR-15 guys. And that table is generally speaking beautiful but empty Um, of, of 
customers, right? Oh, not no, that's ex- that's exactly where they're going. That it is not so at this show. You couldn't get around it. You couldn't get an elbow into that table. You know, they were explaining patiently how to, you know, all the parts you would need to assemble your own AR-15. They had charts on how, you know, what you'd need to buy and what you, you know, what worked together and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I've never seen them do that kind of business. I mean, like never. I mean, people were, were just swamped, the ARs. Uh, pistols. People were picking over them like wolves at a feast. And, and buying whatever they could get their hands on. Whatever. It didn't matter. You couldn't get. I mean, the rules were just completely out as far as, like, like things that I had seen before had all changed. Like, I was looking for maybe a nice pistol or something like that. It didn't matter. If I put if I pick something up and put it back down, somebody else picked it up. I mean, and there's thousands, thousands of guns at, at this show. And people are just in line. They had to make lines for people getting background checks and filling out paperwork and buying guns. It's normally the other way around. You got lines for people like browsing and then like one person sitting in a little chair filling out the paperwork, stuff like that, right? No, 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 no. Nope. No, not, that's not how that works. It was amazing. Uh, <laughs> but I did, with this whole mess of, of people like terrified, you know, and, and you heard stories, just weird crap you going on, like around, like you're walking around and you're hearing, uh, you know, people explain, like just just like you do you know like this no that's a pistol that's not it's no it doesn't it's not it doesn't do that there's only one that shoots shotgun shells it's a judge and you know like that's not what that is and yeah it's the same caliber yeah yeah technically speaking you could there are guns that do a 410 out of a 45 but it's not you can't do that with all of them see the shell won't fit see that's not how that works you know just crazy 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 and I wonder, uh, and, and and questions that make you go, dear God, please tell me this person is not going. Oh yeah, I'm. Oh, God, I hope you don't get a gun. You know, just like oh, you know nothing about this. Like n- literally nothing. You're just, you're just, they're just scared. Uh, and one of the things we were talking about at the store, we were having a discussion about the changing demographics at um, that of people who are purchasing firearms. One of the things that we were actually pleasantly surprised at is how many people who are first-time gun buyers who even after going through all of that and you're getting worried of them, you're finally feeling okay when they look at you before they leave and go, now how do I learn how to use this? Yeah, it's like, oh, thank it's God. Like, thank, thank you. I mean, not that there's a whole lot of resources to help them right now, but at least they're thinking in that direction versus uh, – uh, yeah, can I just cram this in the back of my pants, Mel Gibson style, and go for it? And it's like, no. No. <laughs> Have you ever seen a picture of a bullet in the ass? It's not very pretty. Don't you keep going. No. You know, that doesn't have an external safety, right? <laughs> you could bump that and shoot yourself. I mean, there's just, there were there were a lot of, of as I listen to it, it's just a lot of people who are scared. That's what it is. Now, the AR-15 crowd was a little different uh, fervent uh, was probably an, uh, an adjective i might use but it was it was just strange to see all this right because i've been going to gun shows for years and it's like it's never been this bad but um i did wander around for a while and and look and and see if there's anything that i could possibly like that wasn't getting picked over and i go to this booth and it was a private seller and this dude he had a bunch of long guns, and I'm like, oh, pff, 
obviously this is where I need to be. I wonder why nobody's picking over this stuff. And I look at it, and it's all hunting guns. It's all, you know, like uh, long, long-barreled shotguns with wood stocks on them, which is my my cup of tea, right? Like I'm all yeah. I'm all about it. And I'm looking at this stuff, and he's like, "Hey, make a great deal," you know, which is what everybody says. And, and I'm like, "Yeah, right." I'm like, "It, it looks like uh, you know, you're not gonna have any any." any wiggle room on this. Like if I put it down, somebody else is going to buy it. He goes, not these. They won't. No, they're not looking for the hunting ones. And he's, I'm like, look around, man. He goes, yeah. And look around this table. He goes, do you see anything black? He goes that he goes, I don't have any synthetic stocked. I don't have any short barrels. I don't have, he goes, I sold those in the first 20 minutes. I mean, I had been in there for about an hour and a half at this point. Yeah. Um, he's like, I sold them all this morning. I'm like, you're kidding. He goes, Nope. He goes, look, table's half empty. I said, I thought it was just slim pickings. He goes, no, it was full. In fact, it was over full. I had to bring a couple out from underneath the table. I I sold everything that was black or or short-barreled or any of that stuff. And I only do long guns. I don't do any pistols. And I'm like, well, yeah, there's some beautiful guns here. And he goes, yeah, make you a deal on any one of them. He's like, screw it, take two. Like, like, what are you you into? (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) really? He goes, let me give you an example. And he pulls a Browning, a beautiful Browning gold, uh, gold hunter, right? It's an older gun, but it, it's not beautiful. It's Browning gold. And uh, he pulls that thing out, and he's like, "See this? I've had this since January. Can't sell it." I'm like, You're, that's a Browning gold hunter. I, I know what that is. It's it's. I'm like, "What's your price on it?" He goes, "No. Keep in mind, this is flawlessly running gun. It's beautiful. Doesn't have a scratch on it." He goes, "I can't sell it." for $500. I mean, you're kidding me. I mean, it's an, it's a $900 gun, probably a thousand. Oh yeah. I mean, it had engraving on it. It's beautiful. Be- not a scratch on it, but it's not what anybody's interested, but in, it's right? not what they're into. And I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. He goes, no, market's changed. So I'm like in this sea of craziness, I have found a table that is like underpriced and exactly what I'm looking for. And I'm like, well, let me hold on. I'll, <laughs> let me switch my to my reading glasses and uh, start looking at this stuff. So, so, so you found Eden. You found the promise. I found the prom. The one table in the in the the sea of of iniquity. Uh, yeah, just just blah, you know, and, uh, for the whole show. And there was one table, and I, I'm like, well, you're in luck because I got some money. I said I. I I just bought a Silver Hunter. I'm not really looking for a Browning. You know, and he goes, oh, Silver Hunter is a great gun. I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, it is, you know. And he goes, well, if you got a Silver Hunter, why are you looking for another long gun? I said, well, I'm kind of addicted and, you know, like different stuff. And, you know, I'm really kind of looking for this, this, and this. And I said, if you got a lever action, I'd love to look at it. He goes, nah, lever actions are pretty hard to come by right now. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, like you got any Henry's? I'm like, you got all kinds of cool, expensive stuff. He goes, no, no, Henry's not even, <laughs> he's like, no, he's, he's like, I can't even get a Henry back in the shop anymore right now. And I'm like, yeah, I've, I've heard that's a kind of an issue. And, uh, so I started looking around and I saw the tail end of it. And it was just this beautiful, shiny walnut stock. And I'm like, what's that? And he flips it over, hands it to me. And it's a freaking Weatherby. And Weatherby, I, I don't know if you know who they are, but they yeah. they they make fantastically well done uh, hunting guns. And, and yeah. uh, this was a Weatherby SA SA eight oh eight Deluxe, and which is the top of the line uh, automatic hunting gun. Beautiful polished walnut stocks, got 
real checkering on it, not press check. Um, everything's polished, everything's shiny, and it's got three choke. The the little sign on it said three chokes, and a uh, the other barrel piston. Okay, I gotta see what this is about. So uh, picked it up, and sure enough, he's he's like, yeah, man, I can't sell it. I'm like, you can't sell it to me. He goes, no, I couldn't sell it. I, I've had it since January. I've been trying to sell it. What do you give, make me an offer? And I casually looked up on my phone. It's like 850 bucks new. There's not a scratch on it. I'm like, I'll give you 450. He goes, sold. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> and, that, and that's the point where you're sitting there going, damn, I should have said 350. Yeah, I should have said, said 250 <laughs> or something, you know, like, make him work for it. Uh, but I, I was like, holy crap. So uh, I got a, a Weatherby SA08 and, uh, Went back to Bonnet, you know, like I had to leave immediately, like as soon because like no paperwork on it, nothing. I had to like leave immediately before he changed his mind. It's like here, here, just started throwing twenties at him until I, and then, you know, I'm like, can you make changes? Like, no, I don't, just I'm like, yeah, never mind. You know, here, here's four sixty, go, <laughs> and left. Um, but uh, I did, took it right over to Bonnet's to gloat and. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, you should have hung out, man. You know, of course, that's what you always do. It's like, look, I found the table. I got this. There was a Browning. There was another thing. There was a Remington. There was all kinds of stuff. And you didn't call me? I'm like, oh, there's no time, man. Sorry. You, know? you weren't going to make it in at that point. Yeah. I was I'm like, you weren't were going to make it here. You know, like it's, I got there an hour and a half early. Sorry. And I said, I didn't have enough cash to do his both, you know. And uh, <laughs> that was great. But uh, I uh, I had occasion to go and shoot it uh, the next day because it was sad. This was Saturday. I went out and shot it. Uh, we went shooting and stuff. And oh my god, I I honestly thought, and I can't say this in front of Bona because he'll try and and snake the Silver Hunter out from underneath me. But I actually think I like the Weatherby better than the Browning. It is. Um, it happens. It, it is amazing. I like them both, but my God, the Weatherby. First of all, the Weatherby's gorgeous. Second of all, it's got a really cool system. Uh, it's really light. Um, the recoil's pretty light. But um, what's really cool about this thing is it's got two, you know, uh, automatic shotguns can be a little finicky. Either they can be dialed in to work with any load, which means yeah. it's got, it slams stuff back, right? Because it's got to be prepared for those three, three and a half inch magnums, which kick a lot. So it's got to, Got to throw a lot of weight around, right? Yeah. Um, or it's got this light load thing going on, or it's dialed in for light loads, and then that takes care of some of the uh, uh, shoulder bump, but it it can't do the heavy loads. Well, Weatherby decided they'd solve that problem by having two interchangeable pistons in the gun. Uh, so it's got this little piston tube that you, you slide in, and one's marked light, and the other's marked heavy. So, of course, okay. what I'm doing is is clay shooting, so I'm shooting light loads. So you just unscrew the cap, take off the forearm, slide the piston off, slide the other piston back on, and put it back on. That's all you got to do. And That's not bad. No, it's freaking amazing. And the thing just runs like butter. So I was like, oh, my God, this is great. And I couldn't tell Bond how much I liked it because otherwise he'd try and start snaking out the silver hunter under, you know, out from under. <laughs> so, so, so you're pulling the, eh. It's okay. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's it's interesting. It's mildly interesting. I think it's gonna you know because and if I act too disinterested in it, he's always wanted a Weatherby, so he'd try and steal that. So you have to walk this fine line of like it's it's okay, but I'm not super excited. But I'm excited enough. I want to keep shooting it. I'm gonna have to run that for a little while because uh, it's it's just amazing. Uh, just really well balanced. I I. I had never shot a Weatherby before, uh, especially not a Weatherby automatic, but they are just beautifully running guns. I mean, I, I was very surprised on how well it was put together. And I mean, and of course, once again, it's a Turkish made gun, um, or at least Turkish fitted, uh, just excellent in every way. The Turks are making some some amazing firearms at the moment. They really are, and this thing is just gorgeous. I'll post it in the in the uh, uh, as the cast pick for this for this cast. It is just gorgeous, um, just well put together. Everything's shiny. Everything's you know uh, tight, and and uh, I ran probably about I don't know 150 rounds through it uh, on that Sunday, mm-hmm. and just. Never, never had a misfire. Never had a hang up. Never had anything. And uh, I was like, "Well, hell, I'll just, I'll just shoot this for a while. <laughs> this is, this is great." Um, like I said, came with three chokes. It was, I mean, it was like buying a new gun for half the price, and it's a deluxe, so it's the best of their hunting guns that they make. And, and the other guy is just happy he got rid of it. Oh my God, he was so happy. You know, because he's like, these guns, are, you know, I can't, right now you can't sell them. You can't sell them because it doesn't look like a home defense gun. It doesn't look mean. It doesn't look dangerous. It doesn't look like what they had in their head when they came in here. Even though it fires the same round as this, you know, it's the shockwave I sold about, my last shockwave I sold like 10 minutes ago. Um, well, it, it also the same thing, and, and you know this because it's not what you keep in, in keep for home defense. You can't maneuver around a house with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very difficult to to move around a 28 inch barrel, <laughs> um, in, in the house. Now you can do it, but it's not optimal. So I mean I get it, but uh, it was it was very eye opening to see what people were actually you know like there's one thing when people are like yeah we should you know uh, gun control and and. Nobody needs these guns, and, and you know the, the world would be better without them. Just turn them in or whatever. And then you go to a gun show, and it's these very same people. Oh, yeah. Who've been screaming at the top of their lungs. Now they're out buying ARs. You know? Uh-huh. It's just amazing to see. And the funny part about it is they're buying lots of guns in which there is no ammo to be found in the U.S. for. Oh, man. Yeah, I was I felt really bad because I'm like seeing people and the, and of course the de- it's not the dealer's responsibility to tell you about the ammunition or no they some of them do they're like yeah you could buy uh, it but you don't want to right now. Well, I mean I I do. It's kind of like well what kind of firearm do you think I do you think I I my response to them a lot of times is nine millimeter is one of the most generally and under normal circumstances accessible firearms and rounds that you're going to find. However, right now, 9mm rounds are like toilet paper. There's none there. Yeah. Yeah, like toilet paper was two months ago, you know. 
Uh, yeah, the toilet paper is kind of coming back. Yeah, it's come back. At least here it is. It's it's largely back, but um, you you just can't find it. I mean, no. nine millimeter, like good luck. And and you see people go to places to to get. Oh, I'm I'm get to nine millimeter. I'll go here. No one will have thought to go there. Yeah, they did like months yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. There's no. You're not going to get any. <laughs> you know, um, I happened right before you were gonna you were gonna come down. I happened to go in because I knew that you were coming down, at least at the time, uh, <laughs> for the plague. Uh, because I knew you were coming down, I bought about 600 rounds of 9mm, uh, varying types of 9mm. Now, okay. uh, that was before the shortage, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And uh, after the shortage, uh, I'm just like, I wonder how much I could make selling this, you know, because I sold a box to to uh, a friend of mine who had just bought a nine millimeter and realized that he couldn't buy anything to put in it. I mean, there there wasn't any in any store he went to. And I'm like, you know, I got I didn't say how much I got a couple boxes. I can sell you a box. And he's like, I'll give you a 100 bucks. I'm like, you're kidding. It's like, holy shit. He's like, nope. He's like, he's like I'll get, if you've got hollow points, I'll take, I'll give you a hundred dollars for a box of hollow points. And I'm like, yep. So, you know, I mean, that's, uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, I used to have a bunch of, of surplus to requirement shotguns uh, laying around the house. I don't have that many anymore because I've sold them all. People are freaking out trying to get guns. They really are. Well, I stopped into our Cabela's uh, yesterday because, and, and actually, all I was looking for was a box of twenty-two, which um, you can find. I, woo, I think I found the last one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, the only straight-up handgun centerfire ammo that they had on the shelf left were two boxes of some brand I'd never heard of uh, 380 hollow points and two boxes of range 30, 45 long Colt. That was all that was there. Wow. Yeah. See, they had basically repurposed the ammo shelves for cleaning supplies. Now, the other thing is, is that you couldn't find is any, I guess, for lack of a better term, defensive rifle ammo. You could find three uh, .30-06. You could find sure. the stuff they use for hunting. You could you could find four fifty Creedmoor if you wanted it. <laughs> um, but but if you were looking for two two three five five six seven six two three zero eight anything of that nature, it wasn't there. Uh, if you were looking for seven and a half birdshot, you were in good shape. Which is, for... yeah, which is what I buy. <laughs> exactly. But if you were looking for anything heavier than that, eh, you weren't going to find it. Isn't that amazing? You know, I, uh, down here, like, uh, it, uh, we'll use Apple to Apple. Uh, I went to my local Cabela's here uh, a week ago. And, of course, I've been busting clays left, right, and backwards. So I was looking for 12-gauge 7.5, which they had boxes and boxes and boxes of right i mean they got it left right backwards you can get seven and a half you can get nines you can get eights you can get whatever right any any clay or sporting round that you know uh, or or clay round that you want 
you're you can find it by any make model or brand right no problem uh the minute you go you step up into something bigger like even turkey load right good old yep. number fives that's tough to find nope that's tough to find because uh, you can slow somebody down with a turkey round <laughs> you know? uh second one in there just blast them in half so yeah like anything that could possibly stop a person like permanently not just pepper them up as as uh dave Chappelle says anything that could possibly stop a person you're like slugs none um buckshot of any kind really was pretty hard to find pretty hard to find um even number fours which is what i normally use number four buckshot um there were none i mean just none and i've got the i went through for all intents and purposes the entire ammo list on most of the websites i did and basically did the notify me when stock, notify me when in stock, notify me when in stock, notify. It just went down the list. Um, I'm happy I got two uh, boxes, two 20 round boxes of the 410 critical defense slugs coming in, and I'm I was just thrilled to death to get them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've got now. I, I've been hoarding shotgun shells for a long time, but probably three or four years. Um, so I'm sitting on probably close to 150 rounds of slugs and probably 50 rounds of, of high buckshot or, you know, like uh, big buckshot type stuff and probably a thousand rounds of, of sporting uh, shells. So uh, I wasn't hurting for shotgun stuff, but nine uh, millimeter, I have a cache and I'm going to sit on it because I don't think I'm going to get any more anytime soon. Um, you're correct. I just, I don't think they're making them fast enough. (laughs) They're just. Um, All I know is even talking to the suppliers for for the store, they're they're saying that they don't know when they're going to be having any more in. I mean, the the last thing I bought was a uh, thousand round bulk box uh, for a couple hundred bucks and just kind of went, I'm happy to have it. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, oh, okay. Uh, now the good news is, is this has not impacted my sports shooting at all because I, <laughs> I you know, nobody cares about busting clays. Like that's that's, you know, because it's not you could. What, I mean, what you mean these things are for fun? Yeah, it's funny that you know because I I had I was checking out at uh, God I can't remember where I was I might have been at Shields or Cabela's I I, I was somewhere. And I was, uh, I'd just been shooting earlier that day, so I thought I'd swing by um, and pick up a couple boxes to replace the ones I'd shot. I'd shot about 150 rounds. I needed, you know, what is that, uh, six six boxes, right, to, to replace yeah. it with. It's not bad. It's, it's you know, not yeah. cheap, but it's not bad. And they had plenty the of them. Yeah. So went and bought some seven and a half, so it's no big deal. Got some browning, got some double uh, A, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I brought it up to the counter, and the guy looks at it and goes, just, I mean, just as deadpan as can be. He goes, you know, these aren't defense rounds. These these won't actually put somebody down. And I'm like, uh, I hope not, because I'm shooting clays with them. Oh! <laughs> oh, well, yeah, this is great for that. You know, I'm like, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> 
Well, but you, you got to give the guy credit. There's a lot of people out there who are buying these things that don't know at the moment. Yeah, that's true. And I, it occurred to me, I was a little peeved until I got in the car and I started thinking about it. And I'm like, you know, he probably sees that. And it's probably happened to him enough that he felt the need to try and help, you know. And I'm like, you know, that's it must be crazy working at one of those places right now. It really must. Because you don't have, I mean, you have a good sales day, but you don't have a good day. Because like, you're dealing with people who absolutely, at least half of them, maybe three quarters of them, have well, no idea what they're doing. Well, the, the latest one I had was a young man, young enough that I had to, I carted him to make sure he could even purchase a uh, handgun to begin with. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and he, he walked in and he said, so um, I, I need to buy a gun. It was kind of like, okay. He's, I'm like, do you know what you're looking for? Nope, not a clue. I want that one. And it was kind of like, um, okay, do you know what that is? <laughs> he goes, no, but it, but that, 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 that looks good. I'll, I'll get that one. What are the requirements to get one? I said, all you really have to do is pass the background check. He goes, well, what are the requirements? Passing. I didn't the think I stuttered. Check. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, no, but I, I don't want to fill it out just to, just to, to waste my time. You know, what, 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 what kind of, what, what is the requirements? What is, I'm like, have you ever are you convicted are you convicted felon? No. Okay. Are you a wanted felon? No. Okay. Uh, do you use uh, marijuana or any other drugs? No. Are you Have over you 21? Ever, no, no, no. Here comes here comes the phone one. Have you ever been committed to a mental institution? Well, when I was really young. Oh, no. <laughs> I said, then you're not going to pass. Well, what do you mean I'm not going to pass? I'm like, if you can't answer those questions honestly, he goes, well, I'll, I'll answer them. And I went, but you do realize that if you answer them knowingly incorrectly, that's a federal offense. And I'll have to take the heat for that because I now know. <laughs> exactly. And he, and he just wasn't getting it. So if I figured if nothing else, just we, we've got a new system. It's actually done by iPad now. It's no, we don't even have to check them over. The iPad does. So I gave him the iPad, let him go through the process. And he's waiting. He, he hits the transmit button and uh, the um, uh, the boss who actually, you know, sees the things come in and prints them out and does everything after that uh, was off in the corner doing his thing. And all of a sudden, the guy just looks at me and goes, so how's your day? <laughs> I went, well, I guess it's OK. He goes. Are, you know, are you from around here? I'm like, oh, a little bit south of here, but yeah. When he sits there, he goes, well, oh, so what, what do you think of the neighborhood? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, it's it's home. <laughs> so I it, just assuming I went, so where are you from? He's like, oh, I'm from here. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, the way you were asking, I thought maybe you were new to the area. No, no, lived here all my life. That's weird. I, I'm missing something here, aren't I? And then even looks at me and goes, so are you guys hiring? I'm like, um, no. No. Oh, I'm like, no, no, we got plenty of people. We are good at the moment. We are not hiring. All of a sudden, the boss calls him over and sits there and goes, yeah, um, here, I got this thing printing out for you. And he basically hands it to him and it goes, see, this question, this question, this question, and this question? Yeah, you answered them wrong. I can't even process this. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> and so the guy goes, oh, okay, have a nice day. Turns around and leaves. It's kind of like, what the hell was that? There had to be some kind of ringer or something. Somebody sent in here. It's like, they can't be real. I, I, maybe it was. I, it, just, it was just the most bizarre. And I've seen some bizarre recently. It was the most bizarre thing under the sun, just in the sheer fact of the way the guy was acting. The moment he said that he had been in a mental institution at some point in time, it made it was kind of like, oh, OK, now, now I get it. <laughs> this is this is going to be weird. <laughs> and he was another one that, it, that he, I can't, he said, oh, that was the other thing he started in on was um, he goes, so. um can you, you know, he goes, what, what happens if you go, when you go to a, a shooting range, you know, can, can you, can you use a gun? It's kind of like, well, if, if you go there without one and you go to certain ones, they will rent them to you. And he went, oh, but you know, you can take your own, correct? And I went, yes. He goes, wow, that's concerning. And I went, why? And he goes, um, well, you know, you're bringing a gun into this, into their store. And I went, yeah, but you're going to bring it in unloaded and in a case. My sister goes, if you bring it in loaded, they're going to have an issue. He goes, oh, but but that's still like really concerning, all those people around with loaded guns shooting them. And I went, well, it's probably one of the safest places under the sun. If you start acting like an, like a goof, they're going to throw your ass out. He goes, yeah, but people – but but – you've got a loaded gun i said there said yeah so does everybody else if you act real crazy they will shoot you yeah (laughs) they're they're literally training for that scenario right now (laughs) and it was so it was just the most bizarre thing under the sun it was kind of like are are you you're are you kidding please tell me this is a joke i'm waiting for somebody to walk in and say you've been punked yeah aston kutcher to drop drop out of a closet somewhere or something like that you know like something uh, but it's just weird. It's just it's very weird. I mean, there there are always strange things, but they're out of the woodwork right now, and I don't understand uh-huh. it. I I really like these same people, and I even know a couple of them who who have just been always just like one of those oh no guys i'm not doing that you know it's just animals and all they are is killers and all that kind of stuff these same people i know some i work with some of them they have now turn around going i need something to have bought guns for me you know they're like uh yeah i need uh i need a shotgun i'm like really what what aren't you didn't you say like a guy look just like you sat like over there Said to me not six months ago. He goes, "Well, times have changed." <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Right. You know. Funny uh, how that happens. Yeah. Funny how like like it's not a big deal, and you you do all this virtue signaling, and then things get real, and you're like, "I need a gun." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, it's it's also the now it's their ass. You know, There's a little it, bit of that, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's always been the, the thing that there is all that all of this was happening, or places where people carried guns, where people needed firearms, where people might have been exposed to someone who might choose to harm them with a firearm, have been either incidental things that happened hor- horrifically in certain places, or 
far away from here. Yeah, and now far away from here is here. Exactly. Now, now you've got a guy in a pink short and khaki pink shirt and khaki pants standing on his front porch with an M16. Oh my God! I saw that. <laughs> I saw that, and I was like, and the the woman was holding that gun so weird, like like she was holding a a, a water hose or something, just like whatever. <laughs> and like, and then they're they're guarding their porch, and he's pointing it at his wife, incidentally. And I'm like, oh, please don't do that. You're gonna shoot her in the side. What do you What are you doing? And I the the best quote I saw about this, and I thought it was the funniest thing. Uh, the best quote about that I saw was uh, somebody went, uh, wow, it took the pandemic, but the the corona and, and all this stuff and, and all the riots and everything have turned our parents into what they thought rap music would do to us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, just standing on your porch, waving a gun around. Now, now to be fair, to, to be fair, and I can't believe I'm being fair, but uh, to be fair, they did have people running around on their lawn and yelling and screaming and telling them that they're terrible people. They did break their gate and all that kind of stuff. I get it. Okay. Now, if somebody did did that shit at my house, first of all, I don't have a mansion. My house is less than 50 feet from the street, okay? So it's, it's you know, there's not a lot of lawn to do that. I don't have a gate, you know, I don't have any of that crap. But um, Yeah, but you'd probably already be sitting on your front porch. Oh, no, no, no. You fire from cover. Everyone knows this, all right? <laughs> Back in the house, overturn the table, open all the windows, you know, put some distance between you and you, them. You know, you need a no and, man's land. And, and here I was thinking about how to slight, probably, hopefully be intimidating enough that you don't have to shoot someone, but you're way ahead of me. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm sitting there picturing myself just sitting on the front porch with a, you know, a Diet Coke and a rifle over my shoulder, just kind of going, waving at people as they go by. Well, if they've come you're... down my street... Um, which is out in the middle of freaking nowhere. The apocalypse has already happened, and uh, we we live in Mad Max times. Different circumstance. I I live in a suburban neighborhood, so it would be one of those things where people were wandering down, uh, you know, calling me baby killer or something of that nature, and I'd just be waving at them, drinking my Diet Coke, and, you know, (laughs) holding my, and waiting for, I mean, obviously the the one thing they did say that probably would have set me off is they did say that they were going to kill their dog, under those circumstances, I probably would have just shot them. Oh yeah, I just John but, Wick your ass at that at yeah. that point. You know, um, they killed my dog. Them. I get it. You know. <laughs> what did they do? Threaten your kid? No, my dog. My dog. <laughs> my kid's got a gun herself. She can take care of herself. They threatened my dog. You know, I'm afraid they're going to have to. You know, like in that line and shooter. Why don't you get back in the car and go before Gunny has to bury you on the side of the hill? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, no. Um, but I mean, and it's a weird contrast because like around here, around 4th of July, like we always do, you know, the neighborhood blocked off the exit to the, to the neighborhood and we all brought the grills to the street and we all lit off fireworks because we're on unincorporated land and, you know, everybody walked around and lit fireworks and, you know, lit sparklers and ate everybody else's barbecue. And it was just, it was normal. It was like freaking normal. Um, 
that is not what was going on in the in the M16 in the I guess she had a little 380. I can't remember what she had. It, it it looked. Now I may not I may not be right, but it looked like him, which was really kind of surprising to me because he's got a nice expensive M16. They've got a nice expensive house. He's wearing a very nice expensive pink shirt. Um and a very very nice expensive white shoes and she's got a Taurus Spectrum 380. Is that what it was? I knew it was a 380. I didn't know it was a Taurus Spectrum. And that's what it looked like to me. I'm hoping I was wrong because what that says was my wife is the least important thing to me here. <laughs> yeah, his was me. You know, he, he had like the the Yeah, uh, is it an M16? Yeah, he was he actually well, Technically, probably was an AR-14, but at the same time, it it was full-on, you know, 20-inch barrel, uh, not even adjustable stock. It was the full military, you know, uh, Vietnam-era full-on stock. Dang, man. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is a Taurus Spectrum. Yeah, which is just kind of like, okay, you've got a gun that costs you anywhere from uh, 700 bucks to 1500 bucks. And you gave your wife something that cost 120. Yeah, 150 dollar 380. <laughs> <laughs> something in this picture does not go along. I've seen Sesame Street before, but at the same time, nobody touched their house. <laughs> you know? That is a good point. <laughs> they may have been protesting, looking for somebody's house to be, but it ain't gonna be that dude's. Now you now you, you do know that they the the police came for him. Oh yeah, of course they did. Yeah. No, 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 not to for him to help him and get rid of the protesters. They came and took his gun away from him. What's very strange to me is is like you have this dichotomy, right? Like you have uh, on one hand you have the people who have all the guns and stuff and and it's this was now way worse stuff than somebody trying to defend their home you know, in bare feet with a 380 um, in the middle of their mansion and stuff like that. Uh, and an M16 with a pink shirt and khaki pants. I, I, the more I look at this picture, the weirder it gets. Like, you couldn't have written this. You know, like, they had to be dressed like this in the house. Like, this is this is their normal everyday attire, right? And he's like, let's go defend the house. And he picks up an M16, and she picks up a Taurus Spectrum, a, a nickel or a, a stainless Taurus Spectrum. Well, no, it's it's not stainless because they're all plastic. Oh, it's God. painted stainless. <laughs> it's even worse. It's it's like just uh, just get the black one. I mean, seriously, if it's going to be a plastic gun, just get the damn black one. But like, and, and they're going to go defend their house because they're scared. They're scared these people are going to 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 mess up their house. And, of course, there's all kinds of weird stuff going on with riots and going on with, like, they're burning things and, and all that kind of stuff. And then there's protests and then there's violent protests and then there's all this kind of stuff. But uh, <laughs> it's funny that, that like, these are the people, right? Like, this is who everybody points to and goes, this gun thing may be a little out of hand. Well, I think the other part that actually makes it somewhat weird is... You know, I, I I'm, if I remember correctly, this took place someplace in Missouri. St. Louis, Louis, yeah. St. Louis, so Missouri. Okay, so just looking at the, and I'm going to sound weird here, 
the people and the architecture and everything. If they had told me that this happened in the Hollywood Hills, it would have been, oh, okay. But I'm sitting here looking at those guys going, you're in Missouri? <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> I, they, they both look like, they, I mean, if, they, if you'd have told me that the guy was a Hollywood agent or something of that nature, it would have been, oh, okay, this makes sense. But <laughs> I think the pair of them are attorneys too. It's like weird. It's uh... Uh, yeah, not not only that, but um, uh, injury to uh, injury to uh, attorneys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were Ambu told we... ambulance chasers is probably the word I was looking for. We were told we would be killed, our home burned, and our dog killed. Missouri lawyer couple defend pointing guns at BLM protesters who broke down their mansion gate and trespassed on private property. Now. Technically speaking, if somebody's on your property and you've asked them to leave, they are trespassing. Yes, and the the argument for whether or not they was correct to take their firearms away from them that's going back and forth is because you do actually have castle doctrine in the state of Missouri. Right. So depending on how you look at it, I know they were brandishing a firearm in public, but they were also on their own property – with people trespassing and um, uh, and telling them to leave. Uh, the police so, say that the McCluskeys will not be charged. Uh, there's an ongoing investigation into trespassing and assault uh, assault by intimidation against the couple uh, against the couple by protesters in the crowd, which will never be prosecuted because um, that that'll disperse. And uh, the protesters are en route to Mayor Linda Cruson's home to demand her resignation. Uh, so they probably were out of fan. They probably got got rowdy. They broke into some mansions because one mansion is very like another, um, and uh, were met with people who were not interested with that. And uh, you know, if they're on your property, now nobody has sympathy for people with a mansion. I get it, right? Like they're they have enough money, they could have left, they could have done whatever. If you have enough money to have a place like that, you probably could could have left. But at the same time, that's your damn house, and these people are invading on it. I get it. I, no, and, and that I absolutely get. I'm still finding it utterly sur – I don't know what it is, and it, maybe it's toxic masculinity or something of that nature, but I just can't stop picturing the guy there in his pink shirt with an M16. <laughs> And it's just somewhere along the line, it's just making my brain hurt. I can't figure out why. Yeah, it's like, look, Mark, I, I, I look, keep the khakis, okay? I understand the khakis. You know, you're. I, I mean, if he, if he was there in a camouflage wife beater, I'd have been. I, it would have made perfect sense. It would have made perfect sense, but it's it's the imagery, right? It's like these are the people you'd think look like live in a mansion, right? But when you put the M16 in it, it's like, guess which one of these things doesn't look like it's supposed to go? You know, like something here doesn't look right. And I like he look he matched the house, but the gun didn't match him. She matched that spectrum because she's holding it like it's I don't know. I a like spray bottle. Yeah. You, you know what? That's exactly it. Like it's a spray bottle. <laughs> I and I just look at that going, what the hell is going on here? You know, this is the least threatening pair I've ever seen. <laughs> like, you guys aren't doing covering fields of fire. You're not doing 
barrels, you know, like gun safety and, and check where you're pointing and, and barrel safety and any of that stuff. He's pointing at like at one point during the video, he his line, uh, the barrel passed the the line of the barrel passed through his wife and one out out one side of the other. So, like, if he had just slipped and pulled it, he could have shot his wife. Like, you're not safe. Like, stop. Stop whatever you're doing here. Like, what is going on? Either either be threatening or be safe or be non-threat or go back in that. Like, what is this is weird. But even even the way the guy was holding it, it, it doesn't look like he's probably ever fired it before. No, I would suggest not. That it's kind of one of those things where he just has in the house in case. And this was the reason to go and grab it for the first time. <laughs> yes, in the house in case Rambo breaks out. I actually, you know, here comes the funny part I, that I'm curious. I'm curious whether or not it was even loaded. I don't know. Oh no, I, I've had people in the store talking about whether or not they actually had to load the firearm. Was it just going to be enough to intimidate somebody out of their house? So people are dumb enough to go that direction. <laughs> wow. If I had to guess, I'd say hers was loaded. His wasn't. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe he, I don't know. He looked like he was ready to rock. You know, he really did. Uh, j- just me, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, he looked like he was ready for the gun to knock him on his ass. <laughs> God. And if he'd have fired it from the hip like that, it probably would have knocked him over. Like, I, I you know, I, it's just it's just weird. It's weird times we live in, and it must be what like living through some of the '60s, where you see some of the protests and the fire hoses and the Molotov cocktails and 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 the fights and all that kind of stuff and and all the police whacking people with batons and all. Like it must be what living through that was like, because you're just like, what the hell is going on? You know, like you you see this and you see it in the news and you're just like, well, this is escalating quickly. What the the hell <laughs> i well i i've got a different one for you and it's a little bit more on the positive side and it's right up your alley to some extent because i think you've even done what i'm trying to do before <laughs> oh <laughs> no it's not that good man uh last time we went shooting my father brought with him a old firearm that he said he bought for like a hundred bucks 40 years ago oh nice and what it is is a um, Smith & Wesson Model 10 uh, 38 revolver. Uh-huh. And, though, and the reason why I brought it is because he wanted those of us in the family who know something about these things to decide whether or not it was even safe for him to pull the trigger on it because it had been sitting in a cabinet for 30 years. Uh, and it basically, everything functioned on it. It just probably needed a really good cleaning more than anything else. Um, it fired, fired beautifully, uh, about the lightest trigger that I've ever think. If you cock that thing and just sneeze on it, it's going to fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those old Smiths are like that. Uh, but, uh, so for, though I'm still running a little late on it cause I've been investigating how to do it without screwing it up. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I've got it and I've ordered the, the different things I needed. I, what I basically told him I would do is, 
uh, take the grip off of it, strip the grip, uh, refinish it, sand it down and refinish it, and then re-blue the firearm for him. Sure. And I haven't started yet, but the stuff should be here this week. <laughs> yeah. Is it got any, is it got any rust on it? Uh, minimal. Minimal. Just some minimal, minimal pitting, and that's why I wanted to re-blow it for him. Yeah, you got to stop the rust. Uh, yeah. And that's that's really the main thing, because uh, rust will hurt it more than anything else. If it's just a little bit of pitting, then it, it'll be fine. Um, if the mechanism's all good and it, you know, you can cock it back and you can pull the trigger and it and it fires and and clicks forward, um, it's oh it, oh I, I oh I shot it, it fires. Yeah, it, it should be fine, you know, because those Smiths last forever. I mean, as long as they're not rusted solid and the action still works, you're good. Oh no, there's there's not. I mean, there's a couple of little corners where there's a little bit of rust that you can see. It's not bad at all. So. That's beautiful thing. Yeah. 38? Uh, 38 Smith & Wesson. Oh, yeah. Well, you might actually well, be able to find some ammunition for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I probably was going to send him home with a box uh, when, when I finally get managed to get this done. But, yes, you should be able to find some ammunition for that. <laughs> yeah, like like 38 Special. Hmm. 38 Smith & Wesson? That's a little bit different. Um, I mean, there's, there is probably not a more reliable revolver on the planet. I mean, that thing will always fire, always, always and forever. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to clean it up a little bit for him so he can be a little bit happier to have it. Oh yeah, well, bluing, bluing is really easy to do, especially if you're spot bluing like that, and if it's mostly okay, and you're just gonna, you're not taking the whole thing down to silver and then bringing it back. That thing's easy to blue because you're just fixing, you're just correcting spots. Uh, yeah. Just remove all the oil and stuff like that and then uh, uh, get the bluing in there. And then the grip is just wood. Those are wildly easy to deal with. Yes. So, I mean, it'll it'll look 90, 95% new by the time you're done with it and, and be good for 20 more years without anybody touching it. Oh, I, I wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting perfect, especially considering the fact that I'm the one doing it. So <laughs> nah, it's it's easy, <laughs> it's easy. Anybody can do that stuff. They're they're normally pretty uh, pretty hardy, uh, especially old Smiths. Um, you know, uh, not that new Smiths are bad, but like old Smiths have already stood the test of time. You know, like they've already well, lived through the- it. There's actually, I'll send you a picture of it. There's actually like a crack and chunk to some extent. It's not a big one, but a piece out of the grip that I'm 99.9% sure that's just because somebody got brained with it at some point. <laughs> uh, it's entirely possible. The good news is, is also you can uh, you can replace those grips. They make them. Well, it, it, as I said, it, it's not a big chunk, but it's kind of like, gee, how would that happen? Did he drop it? Or no? Ooh, I, well, it's possible somebody got whacked in the head with this sucker. They're super good for that. Flip that thing around and pistol whip somebody with it. It it makes a difference. That's a big chunk of steel. Okay, that's all <laughs> yes, I'm saying. Is. There is, you can brain somebody with that thing. Um, there's there's a reason those those Brits used to take those Webleys, flip them around, and brain the crap out of people with them because it friggin worked that's why <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
And and on on the other positive, I did get a little impatient with something. I did finally just go ahead and order the uh, Henry Big Boy Carbine 44 caliber. I knew it. I I knew it. I knew you couldn't wait that long. Is Henry even shipping right now? No. I found somebody who had one. Oh, wow. And and, and ordered it. It was kind of like I was hoping to find a... 357, but the only thing that was available was 44 Magnum, 41 Magnum, and 327 Federal. Oh, yeah. A lot of call for 327 Federal. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I, I hadn't really actually even heard of 327 Federal before, so I started going through ammo lists to see what the ammo cost on it was. And when you click on the thing that gives you the drop-down menu that says, you know, uh, the different uh, brands of ammo, and in parentheses, they tell you how many options they have next to it. You know, you got a 44 Magnum, it's like there's 35 options. You got a 41 Magnum, there's like 20 options. You get the 327 Federal, and there's one. Yeah, the <laughs> the brand, the box that you can buy. Here it is. How many would you like? It's not going to be cheap. <laughs> so, yeah, I just went ahead and went with the 44 Magnum, figuring that uh, I've still got the 357 uh, X model on back order. Uh, they're... Right now, Henry is saying that they're going to start shipping again in September. So, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I hope. Uh, yeah, well, you'll like that 44 mag. I've got a 44 mag rifle. I love it to death. I mean, it's... It... I, I, I I just want... I didn't want to be spending $30 a box for ammo. And yet... <laughs> here you are. <laughs> well, huh. I need a rifle. <laughs> yeah, sure you did. <laughs> well, I, I, and I really am going to be going for my lever actions because, as I said, I'm still waiting for the 357. I've got my 410. I do have the 12-gauge still. I mean, and, and, and hey, I'm still open. Oh, you know, if, I, if I get into a show and find a lever action 357, I'm going to send it your way, and it's, it, we'll, we'll get uh, there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I, I just, once again, just trying to round out the arsenal. <laughs> hey, it happens, man. It happens. And, hey, uh, hey, 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 have you, you've seen what a 44 Magnum will do to a ballistic dummy skull. So. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> like that is, that is my plan. I'm going to put the, the girl on, uh, like it, it, when the apocalypse, when the zombie apocalypse happens, uh, Shannon will be on a thirty thirty forty or a thirty thirty or a forty four mag. That's uh-huh. what she will be on. Uh, the thirty thirty first. Let these bastards know we mean business. And then uh, forty four mag for when she she needs to reload on the thirty thirty. And that that should take care of most things. I mean, if if you got a thousand people storming your house, you know, like a thousand zombies or something like that, you're gonna you're gonna go anyway. But Short of that, if it's like twenty, I can handle twenty. <laughs> well, my 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 hope is is if it comes down to it, that the the forty four, you know, at you know a hundred yards out, so whatever it may be, you know, maybe if I make a couple of heads explode, somebody along the line, somebody might be decide it's time to go home. You know, but... fellas, um, <laughs> we're not really making any headway, and many of us have been killed. What say we try another house? What do you think? That, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, but, you know, when it comes to close quarters, I drop that, and that's why I got the AR pistol. 
Uh, well, when it comes to close quarters, it's going to be a shotgun for me. It's just that's my my native weapon. Um, and and if I if I can't get it done with five rounds of twelve gauge, then uh, I'm pretty screwed anyway. You know. <laughs> Like, well, that's that's the only reason why I'm going for the AR pistol because there'll be you know thirty several thirty round magazines right there ready to go versus <laughs> the, the the five that's in each shotgun. Yeah, yeah, and of course at this point you know I have I have effectively four shooters in my house. Um, it's it, the only one who can't shoots the dog. Uh, Carrie has stolen my my uh, my youngest has stolen my twenty two heritage revolver pistol. Um, she. We can we can get you another one if you need. Oh, man, <laughs> no, you can't. I was at the show. I didn't. <laughs> oh no 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 oh no. I, oh, no we, we, oh no, we've we've got them. <laughs> I forgot and, and, you've got them at the shop. And they're and they're only like 150 bucks. Yeah, they're not much. They're no. not much. Yeah. Well, before that if, happens, if if, if, not, if nothing else, we can get her gun belted out and you know carrying one on each hip when oh, when the apocalypse happens. That'd be great. Just have my my youngest dual wielding. That'd be great. And just tell her the same thing I told mine is e- each person gets three. <laughs> one to get their attention, two to make sure, three to follow up. <laughs> e- each person gets three. You get three of them in, move on to the next, three of them in, move on to the next, three of them in, move on to the next. you got to start back at the beginning again because somebody's still running. That's cool. <laughs> but generally speaking, three will do it. Unless you're John Wick. And then it's one in the dick, one in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think to suggest shoot him in the balls. You know, it's a few of us did, you know, because you really, it's not cool to be a dick shooter unless you're John Wick. I mean, because... It must be his, like, signature move, like, I want you to be in excruciating pain before I end it as a release for you, you know, like... Well, I mean, it's an interesting move, because you, they get shot in the dick, they double over, and it basically brings their head right in line without you having to even lift the firearm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's poetry in motion to watch. I mean, seriously. Uh, I, although I still watch. John Wick 2 is still my favorite, it's for no other reason other than the sommelier. Oh, of course. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just so freaking good. I'll watch it just for him. I mean, it's... it's... I actually, I'll actually just watch that scene. <laughs> Can't your hands become wet? What? <laughs> yeah, it's so freaking great. Oh. Now, that's and the I... gun shop I want to be at. You know? <laughs> like... and, and I still want to figure out how to do that... Um thing with the the shell clipped to the side of the the automatic shotgun oh my god where it just takes it it you know it shoves it in and gets it to click home and has one last shot ready to go yeah i've i've tried it i've i've had a uh you know you can get those those shell holders both on the bottom and on the side and i've tried it it it's not as easy as it looks. I'm just saying. I have I have thrown shells in the dirt or like thrown them four feet in front of the gun. Like you, you go, and then you watch the shell like flip over the barrel and forward about six feet and go thunk thunk thunk. You're like, damn it! I'm, I'm surprised you haven't lost any skin in the process of having the bolt slam home. Oh no, I did. I did. Okay. I, I pinched. I pinched the uh, the uh, what's it what's it called when it's inside of your palm, but it's like the where you're fingers jointed to your it's like the first before the first knuckle it's like right there in the ball oh, I, right. i've always heard for it called webbing or something like that. yeah like right there in the meat 
I'm like, and it it didn't catch in there. It just sheared the skin off, so you didn't feel it, and it didn't start bleeding immediately. <laughs> and you look at it, you're like, oh, it just hurts a lot. It's probably fine. And then the blood starts coming, and won't. You're like, uh oh. Yeah, hands somebody, are very fast. Somebody take the gun. Somebody take the gun. I don't want to get blood on the gun. <laughs> blood stains wood like crazy. I don't want to get that crap out. Um, yeah, no, I've been there. <laughs> Sean, you okay? Take the gun. Take the gun. Take the gun. <laughs> I actually caught the spot in between my thumb and my forefinger recently in the process of trying to show somebody uh, what I meant by the spring, and this one's really strong and tough. That uh, it can be hard to rack it back. I didn't get it all the way back to lock, and when I let go, it slammed back forward and took a piece of this in, in between my thumb and forefinger. You're like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Or like, uh, like my high school shop assistant, uh, he, you know, it was like old school, one of these old grizzled old shop guys, right? And he's like, all right, gather around you dildos, come on over here. This is when you could still say that. <laughs> I'm going to show you the way I don't want to see any one of you little bastards using the router this way. And he had a big wood router and everything. And he goes, no, you don't put your hand here and then turn the router on and use it this way because you get, and he goes, Rick! and like. All of us were like coated with a fine mist of blood as he sheared the top of his thumb off with the router. <laughs> now the question is: Is he was he old and grizzled enough that he did it on purpose to demonstrate what not to do? <laughs> no, he wasn't. And, okay. But he, when he looked up, he turned it, and it, it happened so fast he didn't feel it. Is really what happened. And, and he was. Uh, like he looked it up at all of us, and of course we have a fine ribbon of red around all of us, like in the face, on the shirt, in the collar, you know, sleeves, everything of like 15 of us, like standing around. And then you don't really realize what happened to you. See the guy across from you and he's got red on him. And then you look over and the other guy's got red on. You look down, you've got red on you. And then you see the dudes look at his thumb and like half the fingernail and the tip of his thumb were gone. Uh Just sheared clean. Just And he grabs it and he's like, oh, I got to go, Danny. <laughs> you got to drive me, get your truck. You know, we got to go. <laughs> I wish, I wish I was this guy, you know, because I've never, like, I've always strived to be this fast. As soon as he left, uh, one of my friends stepped up and just in a perfect invitation went, I don't want to see any of you dildos doing any of that shit again. Let this be a lesson to you. <laughs> <laughs> we all just died. I mean, of course, the dudes and you know, he never did like it. She it, it sheared it and ground it up. So he it, like they had to sew it up and all that kind of stuff. So he was always yeah. like missing a tip. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it wasn't funny, but it was hysterical. <laughs> like, no, no, you know no, the difference? No, 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 no. It was funny. It was. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was funny. Uh, so it's it's a little yeah, like that because because you can't tell me that he wasn't the teacher that every everybody walked past and went how's the thumb oh yeah oh yeah we call him Stumpy for since until I till we graduated <laughs> damn right we did Stumpy Bill oh it was so great <laughs> it was so great but uh, well it is it is a major craziness out there y'all it is uh if you're looking or in the market for a gun you're going to pay retail or retail plus for it would be my guess um especially if you're looking for a pistol or anything black uh in a long gun 
those normally and, be and, the... and and the manufacturers are raising their prices right because they can yeah there's oh, no, no reason it's, it's, why, it's, why a seller, it's it's a seller's market at the moment it is indeed and probably will be for the next year would be my guess uh, so uh, y'all be careful, plan your purchases, uh, make sure you get what you need and, and you can have something to fire through it. Uh, check your prices, get some education if you need it. And, uh, y'all stay safe out there. It is getting crazy and probably going to get crazier. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.